Praise the Lord. Nice to see your faces. Some of you, it's been a while. Hello, say hi if it's been a while. <laughs> nice to see you. Wonderful. Praise the Lord. All right, so today we're going to wrap up our series on If Money Talked. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, when it comes to money, right, whether you have a lot of it or whether you have a liter of it, what would money say about you? And we've been st we started a series from the first Sunday of this month. We began to look at what money would say. If money could talk, what was the first thing that we said? We said money would say that I can give meaning to your life, but I am not the meaning of life. Praise the Lord. Last week Sunday, we saw what money would say. Last week Sunday, we said that money could say that I am a better servant than a master. Your self-control determines which of us gets control. Praise the Lord. Last week Sunday, we looked at you cannot serve God and money. You're either going to choose one. You're either going to serve God and money is going to serve you. Or you're going to serve money and then God is going to serve you. <laughs> praise God forevermore. I said praise God forevermore. All right. How many of you know that it is easier to stay warm than to get warm? Do you agree with me? Do you agree with me? Come on. It is easier to stay warm than to get warm. I mean, imagine the cold. Imagine when it gets very, very cold and you're trying to get warm. It's so hard to do it. But it is easier for you to stay warm. Once you're warm, you can wear thick jackets, wear all manner of things on your body. And it's easier to stay warm than to get warm. Now, if money could talk, money will say this to us this morning. This is the next thing money is going to say. Money will say, I am easy to keep up with, but I am difficult to catch up with. That's what money will say. If money could talk, money will say to you, I am easy to keep up with, but I am difficult to catch up with. Or I'll say it in a better way. Money could say, keep up, or you will play catching me. That's what money can say. Money can say, keep up, or you will play, or, or, or you will be playing catch up. <laughs> I know you have played catch up before. You know, you know, you know DSTV, I have what is called catch up. You know what they call DSTV, catch up. Who does have DSTV? Catch up. To catch up means that a live program can run then you can watch it anytime you like. So when it comes to money, money says you can either keep up with me or you'll be playing catch up with me. Now, brothers and sisters, when it comes to money, there is no reason in your life why you shouldn't know where all your money is going. There's no reason why you shouldn't know where all your money is going. When it comes to money, money should not be a mystery in your life. When it comes to love, love can be mysterious. Hello? You can, that one can be mysterious. But when it comes to money, money should not be mysterious to you. You should be able to know where all your money is going. You should be able to tell where all your money is going. Because why, why am I saying this? Because there's a certain amount that comes in and there's a certain amount that goes out. Am I right or wrong? Talk to me this morning. I mean money enters into your hand or enters into your bank account and it goes somewhere. So, how can you not know where the money went to? You should know where all your money is going. Whether you have a lot of it or whether you have a little of it. It doesn't really matter. You should know where all your money is going. Because we send our money places all the time. Do you know that? We always send, we send it places. Money is always going up and down every day of our lives. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. So, this is what I will say to you this morning. You should be knowing where all your money is going. Say it together with me. Say, I should be knowing where all my money is going. 
Say it again. Say, I should be knowing where all my money is going. Because when you lose track of where your money is going, then it takes over you emotionally. You become emotional when it comes to money. You feel out of control because you are trying to catch up. That's what happens. When you don't know where your money went, things now get mysterious to you. Things now begin, doesn't make sense anymore. But if money could talk, money was going to say this to you this morning. Money will say, I'm, 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 I'm easy to track. I'm easy to track. But lose track of me and you will lose your peace of mind. Hello, everybody read it, want to go. Come on, read like you have like this money, want to go. Let's read. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Have you not noticed that sometimes money enters into your, your bank account, to your hands, and then you just wonder what happened to the money? What happens to you? You need to lose your peace of mind. You start calculating where this money go to because you didn't track it. Tell somebody, keep track. Tell another person, keep track. Now tell yourself, keep track. Keep track. Because money is easy to track. So easy to crash. Why? Because money comes to you, it comes in and goes out. You can tell what amount came to you. Some of you earn salary every month. You can tell how much entered your account every month. Some of you do um, business, whatever it is. You can tell how much the customer paid you. You can tell. Somebody gave you money. You can tell how much they gave you. There's no, there's no money that you want to count that you say, don't know the figure. Somebody just counting money, count money. That's say, How much they give you? Say, this money is uncountable. There's no money that cannot be counted. Even the money in CBN can be counted. Praise the Lord. Money is tracked. Do you, do you realize that which of you have um, 1,000 naira note or any note, 500 naira note? Let me show you something. How is it easy to track money? You will think that all the money are the same. Money, all the money is not the same. Bring it. Aha. Yeah, all of you that have money, open your money now. Look at your money. I want to show you something. Just carry, it, carry the cash. Any, any cash you have with you. Okay. Now, let me show you how is let me show you even how CBN tracks money. CBN can track this money. Do you know that? This money has what is called a code number. Hmm? This note has code number. This code number is 007062. What's the code number on that one? 63. You see that? Different. Even though they are the same, they look they are exactly the same. But it's different code. So if if CBN can track the money, you cannot track your own money. Something's wrong. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So, you need to track your spending. You need to track your spending. Track your spending. You know, the people that have little money say, Pastor, there is even nothing to track in the first place because the money is not even there. Then the ones that have plenty say, what am I tracking the money when I have plenty money to, what am I tracking when I have plenty money to spend? No, it doesn't matter. Whether you have plenty of money or whether you have little of money, you should know where all your money is going. There is no reason why you should not keep up and track where all your money is going. There's no reason. Now, you may say to me that, Pastor, well, I have a budget. Listen, and listen very carefully. A budget is a theory that does not reflect reality. Let me explain. You have drafted budget for the month, eh? But do you know where your budget stays? Your budget only stays on computer. Desktop computer or inside your phone or inside Excel sheet. That's where the budget stays. Are you following? Then the reality is when you start spending the money. 
You start spending. Sometimes you will even notice that the budget you even wrote down. You even overspent past the budget. Am I correct? Most of the time it happens. So a budget is a theory. So a budget is not enough because a budget does not reflect reality. When you track your spending, that is what reflects the reality of where all your money is going. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. And a budget is not dynamic. But when you track your spending, you can track it. Your spending is dynamic because your spending may not be the same every day. So it's dynamic. You can track it every simple day. So you need, you need a simple way to track your actual spending every day. You must track your, your actual spending every day. Let me tell you why. If you will develop these habits, you will have less worry in your life. The reason why many people are worried so much about money is because they never track their spending. They don't track their spending at all. Money leaves them all the time and they don't track it. Praise God forevermore. You know, sometimes when it comes to when, when in, in, you know, in, in, the, in the church, every time money is being talked about, most of what we always know that they want to say about money is come and give. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, because there's a lot to talk about money than giving. When I talk about money, giving is the last thing I talk about. Today, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about you tracking your money. You know, we, who comes to church and your pastor is telling you, track your spending? Praise God forevermore. You need to find a simple way to track your money. Today, there are easy ways. If you want to use a um, buy journal, hmm? go and buy it. Buy a book. Draw the line, dates, description, category, and the amount. Put it there. Hmm? Just track it. Yeah? Or you want to use their, 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 their free apps on Play Store or iOS Store. Download it if you want to use your phone. It will help you. Listen, the reason is this. Eh? How many of you, let me ask you one question. Now, go to my next slide. Let me show you something. I wrote this thing. I don't know if it makes sense. <laughs> but listen, I said, when you know you are going to log it, you are more inclined to hog it. I don't know if you understand. Or let me put it in a better way for you. Next. Let me put it in a better grammar. When you know you are going to record it, you will be more inclined to whether you should afford it. This one doesn't make sense now. Because when you know that this money, you are going to track it. You're going to track this money. You already know. You already have your book with you. You're about to track your phone. You're about to track this money. They just, they just tell you, how much is um, this um, biscuit? It says 3,000 naira. You know, you know you're going to track 3K your budget. Say, nah, nah, nah. I can't afford this one. Let's see which face. We'll come back for you later. Where we can afford you. Hallelujah. How many of you track what you eat? And the only reason you do that, I don't know what you do. Who, who tracks what you eat? Some of you, I know you, you're always eating rice every day. Rice, right? Or you eat apple, apple, or semu. You even get tired of tracking. It's not the same for I'm eating every day. <laughs> there, there are some people that track, some, there are some people they use um, apps to track what they eat. You know why? So that the app can tell them how much calories they've eaten for that day. Those people that are into fitness most of the time. But when it comes to money, track your money. Tell your neighbor, track your money. Because in the paycheck to paycheck seasons, when you are getting money every month, this habit will take the pressure off you. It will take the pressure off your life if you track your spending. Listen, brothers and sisters, in the years of plenty, the habit puts pressure on. Do you realize that when you have plenty money, that's when you start to spend. How many of you agree with me? Yes, because when, when, when money is end, when, when there's plenty money, then there's pressure to spend it. 
That's what happens. That's what happens. The guy who, who could not afford to even um, um, hire a cab, he just did one business. The, the profit was three million naira. Oh boy. The next thing, he has, he, has a, he has a Nokia, no, he has a techno phone that is working fine. There's no issue. Nothing's wrong with the phone. It's not as though the phone got damaged. The next thing, he went to shopping complex. See, Alpha Bros, um, do you have um, iPro Max 13 Max, 13X? Is this how they call it? iPhone 13 Max Pro X. See, how much? He tell him, yes, um, how much is the phone? How much is the phone? Some of you have bought the phone here. How much is the phone now? Tell me. Huh? How much now? Right? You bought it then? Eh? You don't know. <laughs> they are hiding now. All the people are hiding. <laughs> Maybe the phone is like 500k. Huh? 3 million. F- oh, more than that. Okay. 800,000. No, no, no. Not the, not the brand new. I know this, uh, the second new. Uh-huh. It's like 600, 650 now. But say, uh, 3 million naira. Profit. 650 kids are 3 million naira. I still have plenty of money. You just say, yeah, back account. Or you want cash, I can bring cash for you. Just do transfer. Boom! Now you have upgraded to iPhone. The next thing, you just snap picture, post on Facebook. Man, God is, God is great in our lives. God is blessing us. You now say, I will not see the fine picture. Do fine picture. Do everything nice. Snap in the mirror. So you will see the iPhone and see the logo. <laughs> now the money has started dropping now. The next thing, want to buy timbal and boots. Want to buy black and white and brown. Latest one. Then the next thing, you know, I'm talking about guys. I'm you what guys like to buy. The next thing, watch. Fine watch. Want to buy watch. You know? And then if they have more of it, next thing is to buy a car. Straight up. Or if they have been using a car before that, the car is working fine. It's time to upgrade. Praise the Lord. From Toyota to Mercedes Benz. Let me tell you something then. Eh? It takes only 13 hours for them to manufacture Toyota. But it takes six months to manufacture a Rolls Royce. So you see the difference? So there are different levels. 13 hours to produce Toyota. Rolls Royce, hand handmade car. They don't use machine, they use hand to make the car. Six months. That's why they are very few. Few. Or Bentley, all these cars. Very few. And they are very expensive. 250,000 US dollars to buy one. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. In the years of plenty, if you would develop these habits, you will be able to manage your spending. But if you don't develop these habits now, when, the, when plenty comes, you will spend it. And when the plenty season is gone, you'll be wondering what you did with all the money you got. Haven't you noticed people who you knew had plenty of money? Then they didn't have the plenty of money. They are wondering what happened to you. What happened to you is because they didn't develop the habit of tracking their spending. Hallelujah. The next thing he wants to travel to Dubai. He doesn't have any future. In, he's, he's, he's not planning of how this money will reproduce. Or I can multiply the money. He's just thinking about where he can enjoy that. Someone say, well, you know, life is short. Let's eat, drink, and be merry, and then we'll die. Someone say, in fact, all this money I'm not saving. What am I going to save it for? If I die tomorrow now, who will eat the money? You see? See the mentality. That what makes some, some people convince themselves why they should spend the money. They, give, they, they can give you, they can give you a first-class reasons why they should spend that money. Hallelujah. It's not so. It's not supposed to be. 
That's not God's design for our lives. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So you've got to learn to start tracking your money. Tell your neighbor, track your spending. Tell, 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 tell your neighbor, know where all your money is going. Tell them again, say, know where all your money is going. Listen, the more you have and the more you make, the closer you need to pay attention to where it's going. Do you know what I'm telling you? The more money you begin to have, the more and the more you begin to make, the closer you need to pay attention to where it is going. Why? Because it is in your best interest to know where all your money is going. Can you say amen? I said it is your best interest to know where all your money is going. Hallelujah. It is not for pastor to know. I don't, I don't need to know. It is for your own self. You should be able, I mean, if you have children, you have a family, you should know where all your money is going. You know, you know, have you noticed why people will say things like uh, when somebody is a family man, he changes his priority. You know why? When he was single, he can go and buy an iPhone. Now he's married now, he has to pay school fees. He thinks about school fees and iPhone. Which one is more priority? <laughs> Are you seeing that? School fees is more priority. So you say, no, this one can wait, this one can wait. And let me tell you something, right? Saying no today does not mean saying no forever. You deprive yourself of some things today, not because you will never get it, but because there's something that is far greater than what you want to get now. You're for your, for your, for your um, minor pleasure. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Because if you are not careful in how you spend your money, you will begin to store up treasures for yourself on the earth. You're beginning to stop stops for yourself on the earth. And when you have more of something you need, what happens? You are no longer careful. I mean, some, some, some of you that have um, boreholes in your house, how do you, sp how do you, how do you waste water? You just open the tap. Sometimes you can only the tap running. You will forget about the tap because you have plenty of water. So you are not careful. But if you are buying water, yeah? If somebody dares pour one bucket, the way you will shout at that person. Why? Because you know you don't have plenty of the water. Now some people in some places where they are, they don't even see the clean water. They now see you open tap, tap it all around like that. They say, hey! Because when you have more of something, you are no longer careful of it. That's what happens. Because there's plenty of it. And listen, there are places that if they saw the water you are using, <laughs> they will be like, What? No, but listen, if you're a Christian, if you're a Jesus follower, if you're a child of God, you need to know where all your money is going. Can you say amen? Now, I want to give you a challenge. And the challenge is this. Document your spending for the next three months. Hello? I've told you, you can use, I use Excel sheets, whether I use paper, whether I use app, doesn't matter. Document your spending for the next three months. Open Excel sheet, put date, description, category. So when you go and buy food, you put um, food, you put the amount, date. When you enter Keke from, from location A to location B, document it, document it. Because money came out of you. Any money that will come out of your pocket, you record it. Even if it's five naira, record it. Record that money. Document your spending for the next three months. Then when you do it, Huh? 
Then sit down after, after a month or three months. Sit down. Just sit down one day and just look at it by yourself. Just look at what you have spent for the last three months. Hmm? When you look at what you have spent for the last three months, this, this is the next thing you should do. Adjust if necessary. You adjust it if necessary. If you see that, man, the way I spent money last month, you now check, 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 check. Ooh! Ooh! What? I spent this amount of money? Nah, this can't continue anymore. You make adjustments. Does somebody make adjustments? Whether you have plenty, I told you, the more money you begin to have, and the more money you need to make, you need to move track your spending much more. When you see, you know, you know, in Nigeria, when you see him, when you see, when you see a, a man who is prudent with money, you know what Nigerians will tell say about the man, and the man is a stingy man. Say stingy. No, he's not stingy. He's prudent with money because he knows the work he did to make that money. Eh? You like the how can you make a lot of money and you let the money just go like that? Nah. The money must stay. Because remember, money, money likes to travel. But I say, money, don't travel. You just travel to my house and stay in my house and sleep with me. Praise God. Praise God. It's important for you to know where all your money is going. So, what am I trying to tell you? I want to spy on your money. Just spy on your money. Spy on it. Spy on your money. Look into your, the way you are spending your money. Document the money you are spending because you owe it to yourself to know where all your money is going. Use anything, whether it's paper you want to use, app you want to use, Excel sheet. Use some of you guys have phones. You have their apps. You download it on your phone because, in fact, that one is even better. Because anywhere you are, your phone is with you. And you're about to do transfer. The first thing first, document. Write it on your app first before you send the money. Somebody say, but pastor, hmm? Me, I always do transfers and POS. So I, I already know where money is going. No, no, sir. Knowing, knowing you can know is not the same as knowing. Just because you can know doesn't mean no. Even if you are doing, in fact, for you that's only doing transfer and POS, you are even better than some of us that only do cash. Because your own nice, easy to even do. When you just get back home, open your bank statement, and then carry your Excel sheet or your app and document everything that you spent. Document everything that you spent. It's important for you to know. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. Because, listen, you are betting your eternity on the words of John. Look at what John said in John 3.16. He said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only and his one and only son. That whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now for every one of you that have put your faith in Jesus, the Bible says you shall not perish, but have eternal life. And how did eternal life come? It came when God gave his, his one and only son. God gave is one and only son. Because God so much loved the world. God did not love the, the, the world of trees and cars. No. He loved the world of human beings. And listen. If you were the only person on planet earth. Jesus would have still come to die for you. He did not die for us because we were many. He died because each human being is important to God. God treats us as though we are the only one. That exists on planet earth. Hallelujah. So. As a child of God, you have defined your relationship 
with God based on what Jesus invited you to address him, to address God as Father. Jesus was the only person who came on earth and he called God Father. Even the Pharisees and the scribes were saying, what? How can you, a man, how can you call God Father? He said, blasphemy. They told him blasphemy. Jesus said, no, God is our Father. And today, we call him Daddy. We call him Father. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So why shouldn't you lean just as heavily on what God said about money and possessions? Because this brothers and sisters, when you are sick, what do you do? You invite God to intervene in your health. Am I correct? When you don't have a job, what do you do? You invite God to intervene to get your job. When there's money not coming in, you pray to God. You do all you can do and ask God to ensure that things come to you. But that's that when it comes to money. We don't invite God into our money. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because those other things we are inviting God to are beyond our control. When it comes to money, money is our, in our control. Eh? Money is in my contract. I can decide whether the money will stay with me or go. But when it comes to the other things, they are beyond your control. You are not the one to tell the boss to employ you. You see that? You are not the one to do that. So you can ask God to intervene in things that are beyond you. But that's not the way it's supposed to be. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Some of us, we, we, we invite God into our school, into our education. When we're about to write the exam, we pray that God will give us favor before the lecturer. You know, when it comes to our relationship, we pray that God will arrange our lives and get, make our relationships better or make, make us meet the right people. When it comes to money, we don't want God to get involved in our money. Why? Because money is in our control. No. You've got to let Jesus have reason in your life. The reason is because all these other categories where you invite God into, you can't see it. You can't see it by yourself. And you don't have control over it. So it's easy for us to give our heart to Jesus than to give our money to Jesus. Very easy. Matthew 25 verse 14. I want to read a parable to you that Jesus talked about. Follow this parable with me very carefully. It says, again, it will be like a man who was going on a journey, who called his servant and entrusted his word to them. Now, hold on. Now, look at this very carefully. Because remember, I told you about parables. Parables are always, um, there are statements that Jesus make. But in, a, in every parable, there's always the Father, God himself, involved in that parable. Then there's us in the parable. Sometimes also God, Jesus in the parable. Now, in this parable, the man who was going on a far journey, with God. Can you say amen? Then his servant who he entrusted his wealth with is you and I. I want to ask you a question. How much of this wealth belongs to the servant? Talk to me now. Zero percent, right? Huh? Okay. How much of the wealth belongs to the man going on the far journey? Hundred percent. Are you seeing that? So when it comes to money, I told you before, I told you twice, so when it comes to money, we are stewards of God's money. There's no money that belongs to you. All the money you account does not belong to you. 100% belongs to God. And God, remember, remember, you did not create yourself. God created you in the niche of time, put you in this place, and grew, and grew your life, blessed you, and entrusted you with some amount of money. So you should never feel intimidated by having a lot of money. 
because we are only managers. We are, have you ever seen a, a banker that is, that, is, um, that is ashamed of managing one billionaire? He's not ashamed. Why? Because he knows he's only a manager. So we are money managers. Say, I'm a money manager. Say, I'm managing God's money. Yes, so we are money managers. Some of us man manage less. Some of us manage a lot of it. So it doesn't really matter. So now this man go on a fat journey. He called his servant and entrusted his wealth to them. Next, look at this. To one, you know, this parable is the parable that they deceived us when we were children in church. They said that the, um, that the, that the master gives some, some of us gifts. Some say gift of singing, gift of dancing. No. Look at the NIV. It says five bags of gold. Five bags of gold is not five bags of singing. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so he's not talking about gifts. He's talking about money. I told you, Jesus' parable, most of it talked about money and possessions. Look at it here. So one, he gave five bags of gold to another two bags. And to another one, one bag. Each according to his, come on, each according to his, to his ability. So some people have ability to manage more. Some have ability to manage less. So God will give you according to your ability. Then he went on his journey. Next, 16. Now look at what happened. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So how much profit did the guy make? 100%. Nice. Let's move on. So also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more. How many percent is that? 100%. So all of them did very well. Next verse. 18. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid whose money? His master's money. Next. After a long time, the master of the servant returned and said to the accounts with them, praise God. This is the reason why you need to keep track of all the money that leaves your hand because it is God's money. You are, you are supposed to be responsible to manage God's money. You're supposed to know. You're supposed to set your accounts with God. Hallelujah, somebody. You're supposed to know because now the the, the master came back and he said, oh yeah, let's set two accounts. Next, 20. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. Next. His master replied, look at the, look at the reply. Look at the reply. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of what? Many things. So when you are faithful with the little that God has put in your hands, he will give you more. He says, come and share your master's happiness. Next verse, 22. The man who had two bags of gold came, master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. Next. Then look at the reply. His master replied. Look, everybody read the reply. One to go. Let's read the concert. One to go. Good and faithful servant, huh? You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Uh -huh. Come and share. Now, do you know something? You would expect that the guy who was managing more should get more reward than the guy who was managing less. But guess what? All of them get, got the same reward from the master. The same statement. So it's not about how much you are managing. It's about how, do, how did you manage what was in your hand. If God only gave you 50,000, how did you manage it? If God gave you 500,000, how did you manage it? If God gave you 5 million, how did you manage God's money? How do you set your account with God? Are you faithful with the little that God has given to you or with the more that God has given to you? 
Next verse, 24. Then the, look at look at now. Now this is the guy that had the least one. Praise God for Amo. Now look at the guy. You should have expected that the guy who had much waste. Look at the guy with the least one. It tells you something that people who have less money, eh, they are the ones that have waste money the most. Look at the, look at what the Bible says. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew you are a hard man, investing where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. Some people say, like, 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 like I just said, all your money belongs to God. He said, no, no, it cannot be so. Do you know the sweat I put in every week to work? Do you know the energy I put in? How can God be reaping where he has not sown? How can he be investing where he has not sown? <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, you want to gather from where you have not scattered seed. Next verse, 25. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. So what did the guy bring back? He gave him two bags of gold. Uh, sorry, one bag of gold. He brought back how many bags of gold? One bag. All right, next. 26, look at the reply. 26. Everybody read, want to go. You wicked and what? Lazy servant. So you knew that I have invested where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So this is, this is God's response to people. Go back to 25. This is God's response to people who mismanage his money. God calls the person wicked and lazy. Every time you misuse your money, the money that God has entered in your hands, you are wicked and lazy. Say amen to that. Say amen to that. Next verse, 27. Look at this now. Then he says, well then, now look at this. Look at, look, at what the, look at what the master said. The master said, well, even if you didn't want to trade with the money, he said, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So he said that the least place to keep your money is in the bank. That's what he's telling you. Because of course, when you put money in the bank, the bank will pay you what? Interest. You see that? But the least place to invest your money in is with the banks. Because a bank will pay you 10%, 15% after one year. But if you trade with the money, after one year, you can get 100%. Praise God forevermore. Next verse, 28. So take the bag. Now look at what God did. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who had 10 bags. 29. Everybody read one to go. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We take him from them. Because remember, God is the owner. God is the owner. Listen, if you have a, if you have somebody managing your money and the person misused your money, what will you do to that guy? You fire him and, and then if you find somebody that is managing more money than that guy and is doing very well, what will you do? You take the money and give that guy. That's the same thing God does with us today. So when you begin to manage God's money in your hands, when you begin to track the spending in your house, see where all this money is going, and God sees your faithfulness with the little that you have, he will give you more. This Bible, he will give you more. The Bible says that they, you will have abundance. Abundance, because God knows that if more comes to you, you will manage it better. Hallelujah, somebody. I said, hallelujah, somebody. Listen, there are people, there are people if you like, pray from now to Jesus come. 
Hmm? So God, give me money. You will not see that money. You don't know how to manage money. Because God knows, see, God loves you, then you love yourself. So some people, some people, if God give them money, they will go, they will go a wire. Have I told you something before of a woman? You know, some, some people are you, you think you are normal until 100 million enter your account. You think you are normal. <laughs> you think so. When you just see the, in fact, when you see the alert face, you think it's fake alert. You say, okay, let me go to the bank and confirm. Now tell you, sir, your, your account balance is really 100 million. <laughs> let me tell you what one guy did. When the guy received his first money, you know what he did? The house he was building, he gave it to his house boy. That's the first thing he did. Then all his sims, he broke everything and bought new sims. So all the contact of passed by, can't reach me no more. <laughs> no more. Now it's time to make new friends. That's what the guy did. Then the next thing the guy did, he went to go and build mansion now. He put two gates. What I'm telling you is true life story. Not again, I'm, I'm true life story. He put two gates in Nigeria. He put two gates. First gate, he was past first gate and second gate. Young boy. Put two gates. Put police there. Ha-ha. One of his friends that know him when he started. Ha-ha. Went to the guy's house. He said, ah, this is your house. He knocked at the gate. He said, you cannot enter. He said, what rubbish? I must enter this. I've got the guy to have his own pool. That came. He now said, ah, ah. This small four billion enter your account now. You have transformed now. Hmm. The next thing, eh? Even the people that are giving you the money, his convoy, his convoy, is more than their convoy. And guess what? The purpose of why they were giving him money was to distribute to the, um, to the communities. And then, of course, you have his own percentage inside. Do you know that this brother, for the past four years, even 10,000, the grassroots did not get the money. Uh, they cut his wings. Today now he's in prison. All the money gone. Hallelujah. Now he's locked up in prison. <laughs> That's what happens to people when, when money enters. I told you, you will think you are normal until money enters your, enter your hand. Listen, money does not change anybody. I am telling you, money does not change anybody. Money only reveals your true self. You know that, I've, I've said it before, the reason why some men don't cheat is because they lack money. Because it costs money to do that thing. To fly, fly the, fly the person, pay, you'll pay money, you pay all my, it's, it, it costs money. So the guy will be, ah, very faithful, very faithful, very faithful man. The man just do one contract, bam, enter. <laughs> he says he's traveling to Abuja next week for business. <laughs> that business I'll turn to something else. That's what happens. You see that because, because money brings out your true character. That's why God said you can't serve God and money. I'm telling you, money is very powerful. Money is very powerful. Money can make you do things you never thought you can do. I'm telling you, money can make you do. Just imagine, there's, there's a guy in this country. I don't want to mention his name. The guy is a, in fact, if you see, if you see the boy, see boy you, see, you see the guy is a low dead. Low dead. So one day I was talking to somebody. And the person said, is it that boy you're talking about? He said, I can tell that boy to lick my shoe. He will lick the shoe. Huh? We were shocked. That this big guy who is he's even dashing people from I remember that year, he even gave somebody the guy gave somebody like 50 million naira, addition to somebody that won him big brother many years back. I said, what? I said, because, because the person that's talking about now, that one is more loaded than him. This one is the ogre. 
mud load there. Say, I can tell him to lick my shoe. We lick it. Because he knows that after that licking, eh, his account way to enter. <laughs> That's what money can do. Money is very powerful. Hallelujah. So money doesn't change you. Money just brings out your true character. So if you're a man who is prudent with money, when you have more of it, you'll be more prudent with the money. But if you're a man who is very wasteful with money, when you have more of it, you'll be more wasteful. More wasteful with it. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So the issue in this parable is not about the amount they were asked to manage, but what they did with what they were asked to manage. Praise the Lord. So the issue is not about the amount you have. It's about what are you doing with what God has given to you to manage. Because 100% of your money belongs to the master. And 0% belongs to us who are the servants that God has entrusted with his resources. So no matter what money you have, you should never be guilty because money managers don't feel guilty. Because it's not their wealth. They feel responsible and accountable. Hallelujah. And listen, the money manager himself will look nice, will look good. Because remember, every money manager receives percentage of the money that he was able to produce. So imagine a money manager who is managing a billion US dollars, for instance. And he was able to double that money in one year. That's how much now? Two billion, right? So, he's, so he has made one billion dollars profit, right? And then the master says, okay, 10% belongs to you as your profits. That's how much? A hundred million dollars. Do you expect that guy to be wearing slippers to walk? Of course not. He's a big guy. Praise God forevermore. He's a big guy because he's managing his master's resources. And the reason you need to keep track of where your money is going is because it is not your money. It's the master's money. So you've got to create a system where you can monitor, where you can monitor where your money is going. You've got to know where your money is going because if you don't like that, then if you don't like where your money is going, make adjustment, make adjustment, make adjustment, make adjustment. Because if money could talk, how we manage our money tells who and whose we are. It's not because of what, uh, what we did with the money, no. I mean, imagine, you know, some of us, we've met people who didn't have, they, they, they may not really have so much, right? But you saw the way they were generous people, right? Their generosity provoked you because these guys know how to manage money. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So you need to pay attention because when you pay attention to where all your money is going, you will live better, you will love better, you will be more generous. And guess what? You have less fear, you have less pressure, and you have more purpose in your life. You'll be able to do more purpose in your life. When you are able to track where all your money is going, when you are able to manage where all your money is going, all, 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 whether it's gift, whether it's salary, whether it's investment, doesn't matter. All the spending must be tracked. You must tell yourself, all my spending must be tracked. Because if money could talk, these are the three things money will say that I'm wrapping up today. The first thing is money will say, I can add meaning to your life, but I am not the meaning of life. Let's say together, I want to go. Uh-huh. Come on, read with life. 
Aha. The second thing money will say to us is this. Want to go read? Aha. Uh-huh. They tell me which of us gets control. I'm a better servant than the master. I told you, money can be a master. Money can also be a servant. But money is telling you, I'm a better servant than a master. Hallelujah. Let God remain the master. Let me, money, remain the servant. He says, and your, but your self-control will determine which of us gets control. So your self-control will tell money whether money will be the master over you or whether money will be a servant to you. Next. The last thing money will tell us today is this. Want to go read? Uh-huh. But I'm difficult to catch up with. Money says, hey, when it comes to me, it is easy to track me. It is so easy to track me. He says, but I'm difficult to catch up with. Next one. Everybody read, want to go. Uh-huh. Let it together, want to go. What you choose to do with me speaks volumes of who and whose you are. Money is saying to you that, hey, what you choose to do with me will speak volumes of who and whose you are. Because I told you, money reveals your true character. Money reveals your true person. When you see a man who is generous today, if he has more of the money, he'll be more generous. Because money will speak volume of who and whose you are. If you want to tell the real character, the real nature of a man, give him money. Give him money. And give him plenty of the money. You'll see his true self. His true self will come out. Because now he has money. You know some people, right? They are very respectful and humble in the physical because they don't have money. But once they have money more than you, <laughs> you can't even talk to them again. They will get out you one time. Why? Because it has always been inside. All they were doing was camouflage. Money will review. Money will speak volumes of who and whose you are. Praise God forevermore. Stand to your feet this morning as we close. Man, te ledon, dorondigas, cabradila, que no nos quipa la badela.